Hi, this is John Hersey. And I'm Bev Ballory. And today we're going to talk about pet sitting and the pandemic. What we're going to talk about is how has the pandemic affected us? What's it done in that whole pet sitting arena? And finally, how to make the most of this time where pet sits are a little valuable. How can we make the most of your time right now to be, set yourself up to be a good pet sitter? Before we get there, though, where are we now? <laughs> well, we finished a pet sit in Big Canoe, Georgia, and it was a wonderful pet sit in that mountaintop country with the Two dogs and a great cat. Who thought it was a dog. <laughs> Who, yeah, he was more dog than cat. <laughs> and now we're enjoying some, in, in some of our own time in Savannah, Georgia. We've never been here before. It's a lovely, lovely city. And generally speaking, we don't do any touring around while we're pet sitting. We owe ourselves to the pets, if you will. Yeah, we, what we do is, for instance, in Big Canoe, we did the, the pets happen to like to have little car rides. So we went to some of the delightful little towns around Big Canoe, and but that was about it. And we did see the end of the Appalachian Trail, and we took we them with us. We did. But so. these guys, they needed to be walked two or three times a day. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's a lot of activity, and uh, we you can't be off going to museums <laughs> when they need to be walked. Yeah, so uh, between pet sits, we call it tweeners, that's when we do our touring. And we are on our way down to Florida, and we have now stopped at lovely Savannah. So glad we, we will be back. We hopefully will get a pet sit here. We love it here. Yeah. But let me ask you, John, how has the pandemic affected us personally? Actually, not a heck of a lot, um, I don't think. Um, other than wearing masks, <laughs> um, not really much. Washing hands, wiping down spaces, tables when we, uh, or tray tables when we used to fly a lot. Um, seats when we fl- when we flew a lot, uh, we've always used disinfectant and uh, wiping those things down and and washing our hands when we've finished in the men's room and uh, we've always done that because we owe it to the homeowners to be healthy when we get there. Um, we owe it to ourselves to be healthy, but we owe it to those homeowners for us to be healthy when we get there so that we don't pass anything off yeah we, to them. we've made a commitment to them that we're going to take care of their pets we have to be 100 percent present because you're walking into a new house new systems new kitchen new pets new protocols new personalities and so you can't be spacey or kind of sort of with it you have to be on it and the first two days i usually find a little stressful because i've got a lot going on how to run things and and what's needed but except for the mask and, and going to the movies. We used to go to the movies a lot, a lot. <laughs> in between pet sits. Um, we've never really eaten out much because, once again, we want to be healthy. And so we eat really healthy food as well as for the budget. We're full time on the road, so that can really add up if you're eating every meal out. Um, you will go broke. I promise you, you will go broke. And we don't socialize because the truth is, we don't know anyone on the road. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> so it's, that's, a, that's a whole podcast unto itself, is a couple spending 24-7. That's uh, interesting. That was interesting. It helps if you enjoy each other's company. It sure does. <laughs> uh, 24-7. But it also helps if you enjoy cooking. Um, you know, when we do go to restaurants... Um, more times than not, we come away disappointed um, because we can make just as good a dinner, we think, uh, for a heck of a lot less money 
Um, With better ingredients, generally. Yeah. So we enjoy just doing it ourselves and doing it at home with the animals, uh, if you will. So we don't really eat out much. We don't go to bars. We don't do that kind of thing or pubs. We're boring, man. We're really boring. (laughs) But another big change, John, with this is that we decided we were going to drive. We're not flying. Too many environments for us with the fly thing. You know, you have to get a... Uh, Uber or a taxi to the airport. You're in one airport. That's one. That's second environment. Then you're in a plane. That's a third environment. Then you're in another airport. That's a fourth. And then you had to get to the pet sit. Way too many environments to control. So we decided we're going to take on this driving thing. Well, it's also true that many, many people have been locked down. So they are so fearful about COVID. Uh, that's being drummed into our heads by the media and by politicians, which is why we don't watch TV much. And we do think it's real. It's not that we don't think it's real. But um, because we don't go to these environments that uh, have a lot of people in them, um, if we do go to a museum while we're touring, we go at, at, at interesting hours we, or early rises, so we go early in the morning, and it, the places are usually half empty anyways. Uh, but we don't really do those kinds of things. And we thought, you know what, we're not going to stay home. Uh, that's for sure. We're not going to limit our life because of this thing. Um, and we're going to be really, really careful. So we decided to travel the country, the, the U.S., because we couldn't uh, fly internationally. So we decided to practice driving across country. And our first trip was in early August, late July of 2020. We went from Arizona to Santa Fe, New Mexico. Not on a pet set. This was just a just, trial run. We yeah. were practicing. It's about a seven-hour drive, which is a little longer than we normally went. Well, let me re- re- restate that. We had talked many times about what's our sweet spot in terms of drive time. And uh, we used to say it was like four hours, four, four and a half hours, three and a half to four and a half hours. Well, Bev does most of the driving or all the driving. Um, and I got to tell you, I mean, she's like a robot. I mean, we do audiobooks, and she can drive six or seven or eight hours and not really uh, feel it very much. Especially if you've got a really good detective audiobook. Yeah, we don't, we don't they, do heady audiobooks when we're driving. Yeah. We do, I mean, really rich ones like a Patterson or something. So driving to um, Santa Fe was something familiar. We had been there before. Um, So we got that drive under our belt. And we stayed in Santa Fe at an Airbnb. So we got the Airbnb thing under our belt. Under our belt. We carry our Lysol. We, you know, we just double clean everything. We had lots of windows, open space, open doors. It was great. It was. Mm -hmm. And uh, the um, New Mexico is very strict about wearing masks. So we had to mask up, Mm -hmm. uh, which was fine with us. Uh, Some of the restaurants were open. They had outdoor space. um, And we did that a couple of times, Mm -hmm. but not very much again. Mm -hmm. Um, We did a lot of hiking. There was hardly anyone We'd bump into anyone, hardly anyone on the trails. I mean, it would frighten me if I saw someone. Yeah. It's like, oh, there's, there's a person on the trail. And even the, <laughs> the poor people in Santa Fe, you know, the summer is a very, it's their season. Yeah. And if you don't make it in the summer, you don't make it at all in Santa Fe. And some of these poor people weren't going to make it because right. uh, it, we felt badly for them. Well, but the opera was closed and a lot of big uh, attractions were closed. But um, it, we really haven't changed our personal habits that much. We haven't seen the kids 
in forever. But that's like everyone else. I mean, we just are being super careful. You know, nobody likes it, but everybody understands it. Exactly. Uh, so, but the big question is, how's, how has the pandemic affected pet sitting in general? It has affected pet sitting in general. Yep. That's for sure. There are a number of uh, changes. We used to do uh, month-long pet sits way in advance. We'd have it planned out. And what we have found out... Uh, with the with this lockdown is that there are a lot fewer pet sits. People are not traveling. They're not leaving their their hometown or at least doing overnights. Uh, they are, if there are any pet sits, generally speaking, they're last minute. They're very very few pet sits that are way out in advance. Wouldn't you say, John? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And we, you know, we we're in Savannah, Georgia, right now, and we drove here, <laughs> you know, from Arizona. And we're through Texas, et cetera. So, you know, oftentimes we go on to these um, conference calls or these Zoom calls and we have people pontificating about what it's like. Uh, when, when, when is the travel market and the tourist market going to open up again? Well, they haven't left their house since last March. How would they know what it's like out there? Well, we know what it's like and it's pretty empty. Um, the, you know, traffic going from Big Canoe into and through Atlanta the other day it was not very difficult. No. Uh, we didn't get a lot of morning drive time traffic, uh, so we're familiar with it, and um, and and it it it's just the way it is. What the, I think the big thing is that there are very fewer, much fewer pet sits, and there's a lot more competition because they still have all the pet sitters or a lot of the pet sitters. I mean, some of the pet sitters have said, "I'm just going to cool it for a year or two, and uh -huh. um, and not bother with it." But there is a big bunch of pet sitters who actually, this is their full-time life. They don't even own a home. And so obviously they've been dramatically impacted by the lack of pet sits. So let me be real clear about it. You know, in the last almost five years or a little over five years, we've done close to 50 pet sits. Um, uh, and most of them, we get reviewed at the end of every one of them. And most of them, we get a five-star review. I can't think of one we didn't get a five-star review. It's a top review. Yeah. And yet we get rejected from time to time. Now, I think these people are crazy, uh, but that's my <laughs> own they, personal get, opinion. They're just for different reasons to get rejected. One is um, uh, an old sitter might have come back and said they're available. They obviously will go with someone that they know better. Then they don't have to retrain us. Mm -hmm. Or there's someone in their hometown and they can meet them nose to nose or there's just a chemistry I mean if you'd say I had I was talking to a single person the other day who said I don't understand I'm a guy I'm a I'm clean I'm organized I'm a solo sitter am I getting rejected because I'm a solo sitter and I had to be honest sometimes a couple will respond better to a couple it's a chemistry thing it has nothing to do with him being good, bad, or whatever. It's just chemicals. They have to know, like, and trust you. When we did the, applied for the sit in Big Canoe, Georgia, you know, I didn't, had, we, neither one of us knew that Big Canoe, Georgia existed or how to get there. We did a, a video call with the owners. And when we got off the phone afterwards, we said, wow, what a nice couple. I mean, and it's- They're just like us. It looks perfect <laughs> for us. And they said to us, you know, we've got some other people to talk to. Um, and uh, so we'll, we'll get back to you in a few days. I mean, it's a fairly standard um, answer, uh, yeah. answer. Five minutes later, they called us back. And they said, we got off the phone and said, what are we waiting for here? Uh, we did, the, they connected with us the way we connected with them. 
Now, it doesn't happen that way very often, but sometimes you just make a wonderful connection and it works, and sometimes yeah. you don't. Or, and you also have bizarre reasons. I mean, I, th- I think they're bizarre. We got rejected from a pet sit in California because she only wanted people who actually had had COVID and survived. <laughs> so we weren't one of those people. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, um, so you might, some, I keep getting these questions like, well, they're, if, they're, if it's such a dire situation, I guess I'll just wait. I think I'll just wait until things pick up. Well, I, I just think that's not the right answer. Right now, you're being given the gift of time, and we always hear people complain about not having enough time. You have time to now get to know what pet sitting is all about. It's true, You've got, uh, but it's going to take some work, and now's a great time to do it. You can uh, research the whole subject of pet sitting. Um, and research uh, by going on Facebook and joining or at least looking at pet sitting Facebook groups. And there's lots of them. Um, Instagram. Instagram is another one. Use pet sitting hashtag and find out what people are doing as far as pet sitting or who they are, what they look like, what kind of pets they take care of, what their story is. Just start getting familiar with the whole pet sitting arena. Who's in it? Now, people often ask us, how do you get... How do, you, how do you find out about the pet sits? All the time. Somebody asked us that this morning, walking through one of the parks here in Savannah. Well, it's a little bit like Airbnb. There are various platforms that when someone decides that they're going to go away and they need a pet sitter for their animals, they post a page. And the page basically says, we need a pet sit and we need it on these dates and we need it in this place. And here's what we're looking for, and here's what your responsibilities are. And there are usually a number of pictures of the house, the pets, you know, so you get familiar with it. We actually look for something that has a lot of pictures. Now, there's a lot of platforms. There's the one we use most often is trustedhousesitters.com. Uh, they're headquartered in Brighton, England. We actually visited them uh, when we were in England. Uh, I forget when. Uh, what time, but we actually went to Brighton and visited them and really interesting group, young, energetic, and they they all all do pets. We thought that was really important because when we had a challenge, we've had challenges in the beginning. And of course you want to get back to the platform owner. If if you have any uh, misunderstandings about the platform or whatever, Uh, it's good to have someone who's actually firsthand knowledgeable on the other end of the phone. Pet sitting is an odd thing, so you it, want them to understand it. It was very nice to know when the day we got there to Brighton to, to visit them, the owners weren't there. They were off pet sitting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was, it was nice to know that. Um, but there's a lot of different pet uh, uh, platforms. Yeah, how sit match is, is great. It's a very much smaller, very much smaller platform. We met them at the first international pet sitting conference in England, and she was delightful. So it's very personal. It's, it's less competitive, but then there's... There's also geographic orientations to some of the platforms. House Sit Match is one of them. They, they do a lot in, in England. They do something in Spain. Um, Normador does France or House Sit Mexico. Yep. That's a very popular one. Where do they do business, Beth? Yeah, let me guess. And then the Aussie House Sit. We spent about three months in Australia doing pet sits, and that was a good good platform to get a feeling of what was happening in Australia. As many of these platforms as there are, and we encourage you to research them, find out about them, get to know them. But at the end, pick one or two 
to sign up for. It's going to cost you some money to sign up for them. Uh, not a lot. They're not very expensive. Um, uh, like a hundred dollars. Well, trusted I, house sitters is the most expensive one. It's okay. a little over a hundred, but that's by far the most. But it's the most comprehensive and easy to navigate, and all of that. But pick, as John said, pick one or two platforms and just really get to know them. Understand the platform, how it functions. Understand the people behind the platform. I got a little crazy at one point, and I started confusing myself. I'd sign up for so many platforms. <laughs> Shame on me. <laughs> so pick one or two. Um, j subscribe to the online magazine, House Sitting Magazine. Ian and Vanessa Anderson, yeah. um, who put that thing together, they do a remarkably good job. They are very experienced pet sitters. Lots they of stories. And I think stories are really beneficial. People talk about situations or opportunities and how, are they, how they've handled things. So the stories are firsthand and informative. And most important is you've got... Which, which, whichever one of the uh, one or two of the platforms you choose, you're going to need to put up a profile, so that when you apply, that homeowner then can go to your profile and check you out. Well, you get to work on your profile, and you're going to. We've been doing this for over five years, and we continue to work on our profile all the time. Um, so we update it, and uh, this is the chance where you what the the. Reason you do a profile is that you want them to be attracted to you. This is a sales job. There's no getting around it. You're just selling. Yep. And, but you want them to know you for who you really are. So it really has to be authentic. That may be an overused word, but you really do need to say exactly who you are and what you're looking for. Why are you pet sitting? Uh, what's, what do you want to get out of it? And just keep tweaking it. And eventually, you'll find that you're tweaking it less and less. We tweaked it a lot in the beginning, that was for sure. Then on the platform, you can talk about specifically what you want as far as what kind of pets. Now, in, a, in um, like trusted house sitters, you can say whether you want a beach or a city or what kind of pets or how long or where. There's a lot of filters you can use. And so... Um, Keep one thing in mind before you start putting in a whole lot of filters. We used to say this when we would train people in sales, that people tend to buy from people they know, like, and trust. So your profile is your opportunity to create knowledge, likability, and trust. Uh, and the more authentic you can become, the better off you're going to be. People will will identify a sales pitch from a million miles yeah, away these days. True. And so don't try to be phony. Just try to be real. Try to be authentic and human. And you know, John, that's why the pictures are so important in your profile. You have an opportunity to show yourself with pets. And I think uh, in some of them, you have 20 or 30 slots that you put pictures in. Highly recommend. You have a variety of pets. You have very sweet little pictures of cuddling and kissing and playing and... Uh, all around animals. So you may be saying, okay, I've never done any pet sitting. I want to get into pet sitting. I don't have any pets pictures. Um, I have my own pet or I used to have a pet. Well, I'll tell you what we did. Um, Bev in particular used to go to friends who had pets and say, can we borrow your pets for the afternoon? And we'd bring them to our house or we'd go to their house 
and we'd cuddle with them and play with them and take pictures with them. And we'd get two things out of it. First of all, we'd get pictures with the pets. And secondly, that homeowner, that friend of ours would give some sort of commentary on how we reacted to the pets, how we how we handled the pets, how... And how they reacted how to us. How they reacted to us. Yeah, which was really important. We also had done some informal pet sitting. We took care of three dachshunds for one of our friends, and it was a really good example because one was blind, one needed to be housebroken, and one was just a regular dachshund. And so we, it was only a long weekend. It, was, it wasn't that long. However, uh, we got pictures of the dachshunds from my girlfriend, and then she wrote a testimonial. And here's the truth. We basically told her what we wanted her to say, the important things, how, we, how the, the dogs reacted to us, how did we handle them, how did the house look. So uh, we knew some triggers that we wanted her to include and some adorable pictures. Of so them. this is your profile. I want to go back and restate something. Is your opportunity to begin the process of figuring out what you want? You know, where do you want to sit? Do you want to sit in a city? Do you want to sit in a country? Do you want to sit at the beach? Um, do you want to sit for a, a weekend? Do you want to sit for a week? Do you want to sit for a month like us? Mm, do you uh, want just cat? We have a, there's a grandma pet sitter and all she wants to do is take care of cats. cats and th that's why she could do her crocheting and she's not that active. And she is in huge demand. Yes. So, <laughs> find and her we niche. do everything except... Um, Snakes. Uh, uh, snakes. <laughs> reptiles. Uh, reptiles, yeah. And we love doing horses. Alpacas and cats and goats and donkeys. And um, we didn't start out that way, but now we, we, we pretty much do it all. Um, we, and we'd recommend that, you, you know, when you do your profile, you're going to have to write a letter of application. Um, that's one of the requirements. So you go to the platform. You f pick a place that you want to go to. You want to go to... San Miguel de Allende in Mexico, you pick that place, you put it in much like an Airbnb situation, you find out if there's any sits available um, in the place that you want to go, you find one that you want to apply for, and you submit an email application um, with your letter of, of application. Well, work on your letter. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Tell them who you are, why you're interested in their sit, this uh, is where you further develop that know, like, and trust, the yes. KLT, so that you can, and be specific, name their pets in the first paragraph, specifically talk about how, for instance, let's say they have a cat that needs to have um, medication, specifically talk about, I've handled that before, I'm very comfortable, I promise you the, the medicine will be administered properly, I promise you I'll take care of your pets just as though you were there. We, simple statements like, we can't wait to care for, recently, Tess and Tilly um, uh, was a letter that, that we did. So you use, you, 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 they can see you in the environment with Tess and Tilly um, right away. Bev's a magician at this. She's just great at it. And then she does follow-up. Um, I do a ton of follow-up, but before that, um, they, if you do, they get, they gravitate towards you. If they go, hmm, I'd like to know more about these people, they may be good. They will probably want a video follow-up so they could see you. And you know something? You want to see them and you want to see the house and you want to see how they respond. It's a very important way of collecting information as to whether this is a good pet sit for you and for them, because we've rejected some pet sits 
They just didn't seem appropriate. And we don't want to get surprised by having them tell us that they've got this great house and we get there and there's no mattress on the bed. Uh, Which did happen to a bed sitter. (laughs) Somebody we know, but it hasn't happened to us. But we're very careful in those video interviews to have the video, the, the interview go both ways. Exactly. The other thing is I have found that if you can be the first to apply, you have, yeah. uh, it seems as though you have a better chance. I'm not sure if it's real, but I check pet sits pretty much every day or every other day. And if I put a sit in and a few days later I haven't heard anything, I do a follow up saying, you know, I'm just, this is just a gentle reminder that we're looking forward to sit for you. How are you doing with your decision making? And so just, and that will push you back up to the top of the. Especially <laughs> now, to reiterate, you know, there's fewer sits, more people applying for each sit. So you don't want to be 51 out of 50 that has applied. You want to be in the first five. And believe me, there is a sit in Florida. There are 51 applicants. I mean, I'm not even going to apply. I mean, we were late anyhow. But And then you start, <coughs> then you start responding to as many uh, requests as possible. And don't get discouraged if you get rejected. You're just practicing the muscle of responding and getting in communication with potential pets owners. And make sure that when it comes time to do that follow-up with a video, mm-hmm. that you've got some options. Um, you know, we, we have a membership in Zoom and we, ha- and we have FaceTime. And we'll say to the homeowner, which do you prefer doing? Um, FaceTime seems to be the most, yeah, it does. The most used. So make sure you, you're not... It's really beneficial if you know how to use it and know how to use it pretty well. So practice with friends and family. Say, I want to FaceTime you. And you run it. And be the, the last answer. thing you want to do is start fumbling along, like I've done many times, fumble along with FaceTime or Zoom or whatever it is because you've never used it before. Yeah. So you don't want to do that. And don't worry, you know, um, about getting rejected. Rejection with this comes with the territory. Mm-hmm. Um, you are going to get rejected. Now, every time we get rejected, I think the... the the homeowner just is not very bright. We come from different places. John goes, oh, they made such a mistake. And I go, oh, what could I have done better? <laughs> but I think that's part of why it works so well. I do, by the way, as we started getting sits, I do always ask the pet owner, what was it about us that attracted us to you? Because I found that's been a great way to refine our write-ups about who we are. And so um, that's pretty much what's happening as far as the pet sitting and the pandemic. So let me let me let me do a little prediction here. Oh, okay, uh, John. Let me start it at least. <laughs> We've always long believed that um, in the world things are never quite as bad as some people predict they're going to be, and they're never as good as other people predict they're going to be. They always sort of fall somewhere in the middle. So right now, this may sound dreary with pet sitting because uh, we're going through this sort of upheaval and people aren't traveling as much as they did. Uh, I don't think it's going to I don't think personally we're going to see this huge change um, once the vaccines are taken care of or whatever. I think there's going to be a slow, steady return to travel. Um, and with that slow, steady return to travel, you want to be ready when it starts to pick up. And that's why we're suggesting doing these things now. Now, my prediction, on the other hand, is I think there's a lot of pent-up energy to see family and friends, particularly family. 
And I think as soon as people feel relatively safe, and that means that a lot of vac vaccines have been out there and actually administered, um, you're going to see people probably by car first, I guess, I'm thinking, but there will be a big, big uh, interest. So be ready, be on the diving board, ready to jump in, because as soon as you get your first few pet sits under your belt, then you're on your way, because they will then uh, give you feedback. It's one to five stars if you're on Trusted House Sitters and many other platforms. If you can get five stars, then you become more and more desirable and you go ahead of the pack. So let so, me also say that we met a, a couple from Miami yesterday. Um, and this woman had been 30 or 40 years, she'd owned her own travel agency. Um, and, and one would think that someone who's in the travel world would understand. Uh, she had never heard of pet sitting, never heard of it. Uh, we met a woman this morning in the park who had never heard of pet sitting. So this is a growing phenomenon when it's when it's growing and when the the trust economy is working. Um, um, there's a lot of room for growth here. We're in the infancy of this whole thing happening. So don't think you've missed the boat because you haven't. So the final prediction is that travel by pet sitting is going to be huge. Yes. We're just at the beginning. So we want to see you on the road taking care of pets. There you go. Thanks for listening to Travel by Pet Sitting. This is Bev. And this is John. And we'll see you on the road.